I think it's just kind of going through that and then kind of taking a moment and what's next, you know, and taking a look at my business. What do I enjoy doing? Like those things that I don't enjoy doing, can I get help with? Hi, friend. Welcome to Gather and Growth, a show created for passionate, growth-focused, rural women like you. From mindset work and building strong habits to exploring the unique joys and challenges of living rural, this is a show to leave you feeling joyful, inspired, and a little less alone. Together, we're on a journey of reaching for the most confident, healthy, and authentic version of ourselves, and I'm forever grateful to have you by my side. Whether you're currently running on a back road, shuffling kids to town, hopping along for a tractor ride, or three loads deep into folding laundry, grab yourself a nice coffee and let's dive in. Hi friends, welcome back to Gather in Growth. Today I am joined by Mary Faber, who is a fellow Illinoisan and someone that I got to know initially when we went on a retreat together that quite literally changed the trajectory of our lives and now therefore businesses. But yeah, way back in, what would have that, was that 21? That would have been 21. Yes. 21. She and I were out in Colorado together for Rural Rooted and have really been interconnected ever since mm-hmm. as we navigate this wild, wild west of entrepreneurship and life and beyond. Just before we started recording, we went on a whole side tangent of the ebbs and flows of what it looks like to be a business owner. And I'm like, hold on, we, we, need, we need a pause and we need to record this because so relatable. But she is doing some really cool stuff in the world and is about to, I don't even necessarily want to say branch out because it's not a branch out, but I guess take the next evolution of what business looks like. So if you are a business owner, this is for you. If you are, gosh, doing anything related to bookkeeping, whether that's farming, small business or beyond, Mary is the expert in that. And she's going to offer some really tactical advice on that front. And yeah, just in general, I'm excited to catch up and talk about what you've got in the works and what that whole process has looked like. And I'm sure a whole lot of life and side tangents in between. So Mary, welcome to Gather and Growth. So excited that you're here. Thank you so much for having me. It's an honor. And like you said, a fellow Illinois girl here, a little bit north and a little bit east here in central Illinois is where my family, we call home. Yeah. Well, if someone's getting to know you for the first time, give us a little bit more context of who you are, where you're at, and also what's brought you here today. I mean, quite the journey. (laughs) It has been. It has been a journey. I am a fifth generation farm kid. I grew up on a dairy and a grain farm about two miles south of where I currently live. I learned the hard way that you never say never. Because in high school, I was like, I am never coming back to Pontiac. Here we are, ladies and gentlemen. My husband is a teacher at Pontiac High School, the high school that I went to. So (laughs) when I left Pontiac the first time, I went to Illinois State, got my degree, and entered the corporate world. Got a degree in agriculture business and just kind of took it and ran. We've established a family here. We have two kids. Ava is 11. Eli is nine. So fourth and fifth grade. We just wrapped up our first and third year of 4-H. We're incredibly active with livestock. We show dairy cattle and beef cattle. So in the summers, you will find us in the show barn. Right now, the barn's pretty empty. 
except for the donkey. But we take a few weeks in the fall to just kind of reset, recharge for next year. So probably around Thanksgiving time, we'll start bringing cattle back in and then go from there. Okay. What year would you have been at Illinois State? Have we talked about this before? I don't think we have. I graduated with my undergrad in 2004. Okay. I was going to say, because I went to Illinois Wesleyan, and so I'm like, wait a second, were we there at the same time? But that makes sense. You were there a little before me, which your kids are a little older, so that that tracks. I'm like, hold on. How many times were we like accidentally in the same bar downtown or something? You assume I was in the bars downtown. Actually, I probably was. Let's be really honest. I mean, I'm making any assumptions i'm just telling you where you could have found me i was at pub too that's where i was <laughs> well that well that tracks if you were an isu girl that totally tracks okay so you're living the corporate dream we say that with like the biggest dose of sarcasm humanly we possible. do and then the, there's this little thing that hit the world called covid covid mm-hmm. hit and obviously we're in illinois so the world shut down <laughs> And stayed shut down forever. Literally. And I was finishing up our fiscal audit for the company I work for. Week one, we did it in person. Week two, because Illinois shut down completely, I did it from home. That was an experience, but technology, we, you know, the technology was all there. I had my laptop. I was able to do everything remotely. And then I worked at home for, I believe, until like, July full-time I'd had you know several months I was home and I loved it I love the working from home I had never done it before but I really settled into it and I was like this is my jam like I really 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 like this I was then called back to the office so I was working in the office two days a week home three days a week mind you that my hours were from 7 to 4 30. Those were the hours I was required to work. And then literally this time of year, three years ago, I was notified that I needed to be in the office from seven to five, five days a week. Mm -hmm. My kids were in lower grade school. My husband was a teacher and I was like, this isn't going to be possible. You could see the writing on the wall. The kids were in school. But it was just literally a matter of time before schools in Illinois were shut down again. And I was like, who's going to teach my kids? And we talked about it. My husband, like I mentioned, he was a teacher, but he was physically in-person teaching throughout the entire COVID. They never had any shutdown days. He had limited students, like AB days, but he was in-person every single day. So he was at work. And I didn't think it was my mom's job to teach my kids. I mean, granted, she is a way better teacher. She was a kindergarten teacher for the last 29 years of her career. But I was like, she's their grandma. She's not going to be their teacher. Mm So my husband and I talked about it. And I got notified on a Friday. I went into my boss's office on Monday. And I turned in my two weeks. And I said, this isn't going to work for my family. Here's my two weeks. I finished out my turn on October 1st was my first day of retirement. (laughs) It's what my kids called it. I appreciate it. They were young enough that mommy walked away from a really good corporate job without a plan. I had no idea what I was going to do with myself. I was growing flowers. I had a cut flower garden that I was doing kind of on the side. And I was like, sweet, I can maybe get, 
you know, another week or two of flowers in, a little extra cash. It was a Sunday night. We had our killing frost. So it's Monday, October 1st. My kids go get on the bus. Uh, my husband goes to school. I go out to the garden. It's completely frosted. I broke down. What am I doing? Uh, you don't have a job. You know, your flowers, <laughs> flowers are, <dying>. are dead. <laughs> <laughs> no. So in the meantime, I had enough savings and I knew I could make it about six months to make my car payments. <laughs> and I was like, okay, that's a little bit of time to kind of figure it out, at least get us through the winter. And then during that time, I really kind of just, what did I miss from work? And what did I want? So I started looking at job posts and I was like, nothing. <laughs> it was almost very discouraging. And then, you know, I don't know how, but I stumbled across the virtual bookkeeping concept. And I'm like thinking to myself, it would have been November. I think I could do that. You know, I, I think this is something I could do and kind of researched it more. And I missed numbers. Like, I love numbers. Emily, you're a words girl. I'm the numbers girl. <laughs> you know, it was one of those things. I was like, I think I could do that. Mm. Kind of did a little bit more research and... I was like, I've worked in QuickBooks before, you know, I was like, okay. So I went, did some testing with QuickBooks and became a QuickBooks pro advisor, which I thought, well, that would prove to people that I know the program. And so I decided I was going to work a virtual bookkeeper with QuickBooks online. Do I have experience with desktop? Yes, I do. I actually taught QuickBooks desktop at Heartland Community College for a semester, but I choose not to work with it because I'm a virtual bookkeeper. And in order to be virtual, you need to be online. So that's mm -hmm. just kind of, it's a great program. It's just that it doesn't fit with my business. I have enough experience in that program that I can do this stuff. I'm not as quick as I am in online, but you know, I get that certification and I'm like, okay, what the heck? <laughs> I don't know. We'll see. So I kind of threw together a graphic, you know, made it in Canva and literally had a couple cans of liquid courage and hit post. Like on your personal Facebook? On my personal Facebook page, correct. And from that post, I kind of go back and revisit every now and then. I signed three clients mm. off that initial Facebook post. So this is early December. I got my first client. One client led to two, two to four, four to eight. <laughs> And first of the year, we'll be, I'll be in business for three years as a virtual bookkeeper, working exclusively with QuickBooks Online for rural businesses from coast to coast. I go from, you know, photographers to, I work with the calligrapher, your farmers, your production farmers, your corn, soybean, cattle, to flower shop, to semen company. Like the common thread is these are all businesses located in the rural heartland of the United States. Wow. I don't know that I remembered that you left your job without a business. Correct. I think I had that differently in my brain that you had already kind of started. And then a lot of people, they thought that because I didn't. I mean, I envisioned getting a job somewhere else. I've never said to myself, "Ooh, I want to be an entrepreneur. Because I am the type of mentality is that guaranteed paycheck, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. that that was comfort, that was safe versus being an entrepreneur of when is my next paycheck coming? 
Right. During that transition was kind of interesting. My mom said to me, what are you going to do when this fails? (gasps) Uh Uh-huh. And, you know, somebody's like, well, that was mean of her to say it. But it is something that is, it really stuck with me because I asked myself that question. Because, you know, I, I, I love and respect my mom. And I looked at her and I'm like, I'll go get another job. Mm-hmm. Yep. And that's what I'll do if this fails. And I'm like, that wouldn't be the end of the world. My family's still here. My husband's still here. My kids are still here. So I get a different job. Like if this doesn't work out, okay, you go to plan B. And while there is so much, I think there's more fear, like hindsight, like the naive of what am I doing? (laughs) Not knowing (laughs) is easier that I literally, I kind of threw myself in my work. It was winter. It was I was attempting to teach my children that I will never be an elementary school teacher. Kudos <laughs> to them very much. They are amazing people. I mean, I've taught at the college level and I would do that again, but oh no, not elementary. <laughs> so I kind of put one day and kept adding. And right now I'm serving over 50 clients on an ongoing basis every month that so cool. I am their, I am their bookkeeper. I do a different variety of services for each client Mm -hmm. because each small business is different and each small business owner has different needs and wants. So everybody's, it's a personalized service for what, you know, each person needs. And I love it. I really do. I love numbers. And then the opportunity to, you know, talk to people just like you and me, Mm -hmm. you know, yeah, I think there's like an element of like delusional confidence that we shared in our in our start to entrepreneurship because I love that you bring up like that corporate safety and that that paycheck and I am not ever advising anyone to like jump into the unknown in a bad financial situation. You said like, you know, we had savings, we knew we were going to be okay for 6 months and you knew what that transition was going to look like, but I think a lot of times as we navigate transitions, not just career, but mm-hmm. any time of of leap that we're willing to take, there's so much that we hold on to in preparation and in safety. And obviously everyone's personalities are going to handle that differently, mm-hmm. but there is an element of like, I'm either going to figure this out or I'm going to figure it out a different way. Right. And we were, you know, Andrew and I were the same way. We were like, okay, mm-hmm. we're going to give this six months. We're going to see what happens. And there are other jobs that exist. There are other things on the table. And and that's what you do. You, yeah. one way or another, whatever journey you're stepping into, you learn the hard way. You make a lot of mistakes. Mm-hmm. You don't have all of the answers. And the more you try to preemptively, like, plan every piece of the puzzle, the more you waste time thinking and planning. I I mean, I'm an Enneagram one, like (laughs) shocker. I know. Right. (laughs) Right. You know, I I am the planner. It's the black and white. And you know, what are you going to get your health insurance? Thankfully Mm -hmm. I have, I have a husband that's a teacher in a school district. So I got health insurance. Right. But there are just like so many different ways to approach any problem. mm -hmm. And our brains are really good at keeping us safe, rightfully Mm -hmm. so, literally prevent us from getting attacked by buffalo in the early days. 
have a whole episode on that too. I just love that you share that like, okay, I'm in this position of the unknown mm-hmm. and like I had my breakdown moment and then it's like, no, oh. what am I going to do about this? What do I love? What do I miss? What mm-hmm. do I want to bring more of into my life? And filtering every decision through that I think is mm-hmm. so powerful as you're navigating change, you know, and then building something from nothing. And I know that you would openly say what your business has transformed into, you could have never predicted. Oh, no. That frost flower first day where you were like, oh, gosh. What or, am even I doing? You, or even when you made that like cheesy graphic that you shared with the people you happen to know from like college and hometown and booked your first client. And now you're working with 50 plus clients routinely across mm-hmm. the country and really spending your time doing what you get really excited about and is my worst nightmare, which is why we hire people like you. <laughs> exactly. You know, and it's really kind of taking in stride of what I, what I'm good at and, mm-hmm. you know, I compare it to a necklace you know, a necklace that's in a drawer that is all tangled up. I mean, go to my daughter's room. I think all of her necklaces have a huge, <laughs> are all tangled. But that's, you know, some people's books are like that. I mean, no offense if your books are perfectly organized. I'm probably not, you know, your <laughs> cup of tea, which is great. But those people that their their books are a mess or they don't, you know, they don't like doing it or they don't, they need help. What is an asset? What is a liability? Can you help me? Can you help me get my QuickBooks set up and working for my business? That I love taking those problems, those challenges, and, you know, kind of either working with that business owner one-on-one through training calls that we get into their QuickBooks and I show them how to use their QuickBooks. So that kind of you go from that deer in that headlight to I can competently manage my business. I was working with a business owner and we started off, we we got the basics done and that was last year. And she's like, I wanna do more in QuickBooks. She's like, can you show me how to do more? And you know, we did, we just kept expanding that, you know, she kind of went from what am I doing to what can I do now type of mentality over the course. You know, my ongoing clients, I I have a client that I don't know if she's ever been in her QuickBooks, honestly. (laughs) I don't think she has. And that's okay because she knows that I have it taken care of. Mm -hmm. And my clients trust me and I am just honored to serve them every day. Hey friend, are you ready to take your growth to the next level? Do you crave building meaningful connections with like-minded women who get you? Then you need to be at the Ascend Retreat. My upcoming Ascend Retreat is a four-day event that will be held in Gulf Shores, Alabama from March 14th through 17th. During the retreat, you'll have the opportunity to connect with other real women who are passionate about personal growth, gain clarity around your goals and priorities that are keeping you awake at night, learn from experienced coaches and mentors, including Kylie Epperson, Coach Kaya, and yours truly, create an action plan to bring your dream life to fruition, and participate in workshops, guided activities, and individualized coaching that will not only help you grow and evolve, but shed the limiting beliefs that are keeping you stuck. 
So what are you waiting for? Register for Ascend today and start the journey to becoming the most aligned, healthy, and purpose-driven version of you. Links to learn more and register are in today's show notes. But wait, there's more. Did you catch that cheesy reference? Podcast listeners can use code GATHER to save $200 off retreat registration through the month of September. Again, code GATHER at checkout to save $200. I simply cannot wait to ascend with you on the beach this March. You've gotten to a point where you have had to turn people away and you cannot like we only have so much bandwidth, no matter how good we are, what we do, which has brought you to what we're here to talk about today, because I think for a long time there was this like, okay, this business is growing faster than I can even wrap my head around. What do I do with that information? Do I hire someone? Do I train someone? Do I outsource something like, and where do we go from here? So walk us through that process of what it looks like to grow a business in like such a way, like what a blessing to have this problem. But it's a very real, scary thing to also navigate. Absolutely. So I had my business goals. The first goal was to match my corporate salary. You know, I did that. Next goal, you know, and I kept, you know, doing that and my business kept growing and I'm, you know, so thankful for that. But I got to that point where there's only so many hours in the day and it kind of goes back to Roll Rooted. I went to Roll Rooted with, I had my business started. I was like in six months in and I was like, eh, Roll Rooted is kind of a gamble because I did not want to be a social media influencer. Like that retreat was so much more than that. It was the community, the way Natalie was able to bring in so many women together that were so connected that I sat down with Tara and we were working on my why. And it was, why do you want this business to work? And it goes back to, I wanted the flexibility to be there for my kids, to go to the school presentation without having to worry about my vacation time, to be able to be at state fair for, yeah, we were at state fair for 12 days. My son was (laughs) at state fair for 12 continuous days this year. We survived to be there at State Fair and not have to worry about counting my vacation time. Mm-hmm. But it all boils down to is the, that the flexibility to be there for my family, that I put my kids on the bus every morning and I'm there when they get off the bus, mm-hmm. that I was able to drill down on my why. And as my business grew, still keeping that why I shared last night. I was going through course videos and on one of the slides, it's me talking with a picture of my kids in the background. Like that's my why is to be there to go do chores when it's 110 degrees or negative 40 degrees. Cause you know, to be out there and do that with the kids, but we were able to, you know, just kind of really hone in on that why And as the business has grown, it seemed like the next logical step is to hire an employee. It didn't feel right. A lot of my business decisions, I kind of go in that gut feeling. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And so I was working with the coach and she's like, maybe this you're not supposed to. Maybe you're not supposed to have an employee. And And she's like, so we kind of explored how can I grow my business 
but not at, with an employee. Mm-hmm. And always in the back of my mind is passive income, make money when I'm sleeping. I mean, I love to sleep. Just ask my husband. Now that it gets dark at like 730, I'm like, oh, I can go to bed. <laughs> <laughs> Don't say that because in five minutes, it's going to be dark at four o'clock. I know. And that, now that's the, some of the days he's like, oh, mom's going to go to bed. It's 530. It's dark out. <laughs> I mean, same. <laughs> yeah, I, I do get up. I mean, it's not uncommon for me to get up and work a couple hours before my house wakes up in the morning that I'm more of a I'm way a morning person, not a night person. But we were working through that. And then a course has always been on my mind. I enjoy working one on one with people. And kind of, you know, at their time, I was like, I think it's a good fit. And so working through the coach, you know, we worked and then she's like, okay, now we've talked about this course for three or four months. (laughs) What's going to (laughs) happen? Kind of, what's your next step? And she's like, your homework is to sit down before our next call and outline what you need to do to take this course from your head to reality. <laughs> okay. So I did. I was I was literally outlining it and I'm not even joking. That afternoon, you know, I got distracted. I was scrolling on Instagram and there was an online course for how to build an online course. Yep. <laughs> and I looked at and it literally <laughs> took you from your idea to actually going and recording the course step by step by step by step. And I was like, this is exactly what I need. So I looked at it. I was like, this is kind of meant to be right. You know, it was kind of a leap of faith. So I was like, what the heck? Why not? I mean, why not go record a course like the week after the county fair when we're taking 17 head of cattle? Like that's logical, right? (laughs) Totally fine. (laughs) Totally fine. Fine. Yeah. So I went through this course and I, I wrote the course. I knew what I wanted to say. You have questions, you know, maybe you, you're working with your business. You have questions about bookkeeping. You were maybe thinking to yourself, I should probably know that, but I don't. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You went to college. You're very educated, but they didn't teach you this in college. <laughs> you weren't a business or a you know business major you're something else and you're like I have questions you could ask your partner they might answer they might not or when they do well we've always done it that way you know have you ever heard that that we've Mm -hmm. always done it that way and you're like uh say you're like I'm not even gonna ask so you're sitting down and you got a question And then you get interrupted by, I need a snack, or he hit me, or that. And then then you go, and you're like, never gets done. So that's kind of my motivation for this course, is to provide you with a bookkeeping foundation for that confidence that, you know, let's build a strong foundation, and then we can increase your confidence in your bookkeeping. That if you have questions, you know, what is an asset? How do I set up my chart of accounts? What should I be doing every day, every week, every month, every year with regards to bookkeeping? That I would be that resource for you. You could watch it at your convenience whenever you wanted, 
but make it in tangible bite-sized pieces that are realistic for a mom that is going 47 million different directions. Yeah, very cool. So you did it. I did it. I did it. I went out to Arizona in July. The course was through Susie Holman, and I went out to her studio in July. It was 110 out there. (laughs) It was warm. But I got to use her studio, and then the two guys on her team walked me through it. The big eyes of you walk in, and it's an 18 by 24 foot LED wall behind you that I'm standing in front of is holy crap. But I have the videos now, and it turned out I think I look pretty good. (laughs) So taking that and sharing it with everybody. And how does that feel? Because I know before we started recording, you're like, I didn't even want to open the files. Like, it's all junk. Nobody's going to like this. Nobody needs it. So tell us where you are at in the, the, okay, I did the thing, but now I'm in like entrepreneurial, like. Well, yes, I did it. I had it, you know, it's kind of one of those things like, you know, out of sight, out of mind. And my goal was kind of launch it in the fall. And I kind of had October in the back of my mind. And I'm looking at the calendar. I'm like, oh, crap, it's September 15th. (laughs) I'm reading as much as I can about how to market an online course. And I'll be honest, marketing is not my forte. I do numbers. (laughs) You need to have X number of people on your newsletter. I don't. Not even close. You need to do this. And so I'm re- I was feeling really, really, really discouraged. Like, you know what? I'm Maybe I'll just, I did it. I have it. Just kind of maybe people forget about it. You know, that type of mentality. But, you know, just kind of kind of going through that kind of, you know, treading water, really. So last night, and I was talking to um, two folks yesterday, and they're like, you haven't looked at your videos? I was like, well, no. <laughs> They're like, do you have them? I'm like, oh yeah, they're on this little flash drive here. And they're like, Mary, you need to look at them. And so last night after the kids went to bed, I was wrapping up some emails and I was like, you know what? I think it's time. And yeah, I looked good, sounded good. They did an amazing job editing. So kudos to everybody that edits everything. Next step is to actually kind of you know, I've got my my list of things I need to get done that I can bring this out to the world. So if I can help one person is my goal. I love that you bring this up because I think we assume that when we get to a certain level of success or clients or followers or revenue that mm-hmm. like everything just comes with confidence and ease. And that is like the biggest lie. Ever. Sure. Like you flex the muscles and you learn more and there are parts of it that become second nature or you don't get in your own head about, but it's like that new levels, new devils mentality Mm -hmm. is like every time you step into something new or sometimes even something you've been doing for a while, you're confronting different parts of yourself and different insecurities and different, is this a good idea? Does the world need this? am I enough? Is anyone going to like this? Like those, we, I think we get better equipped to ride those waves as they come, but there's not a single person that I've talked to at any level of anything that doesn't grapple with those thoughts, those feelings, those Mm -hmm. emotions, those seasons, Mm -hmm. and maybe they last five minutes or an hour or a day or a week or 
moment. longer, but I think it's so comforting to know that like, oh gosh, okay, I'm not the only one who's navigating hard things. Even mm-hmm. these people that I admire who are doing really incredible, successful work in the world is like, we're all figuring it out as we go. And we're all have really times where we're like, yes, I am aligned. I'm on top of the world. This is going great. And then just as likely, mm-hmm. oh gosh, why did I think I, why did I, why am I doing this? Why did I think I can do this? Yes. It's trash. I'm trash. Everything's trash. It is. And I kind of look back and yeah, that's exactly kind of how I've been kind of sitting in the last few weeks is maybe it's a transition of having the kids home with me all summer and working through that to my house is quiet from seven to four, which I love. Like I am the most introvert of introverts. <laughs> you know, I thrive in that, but it, you know, I think it's just kind of going through that and then kind of taking a moment and what's next and taking a look at the bit, my business, what do I enjoy doing? Like, Mm -hmm. what don't I enjoy doing? What those things that I don't, uh, don't enjoy doing, can I get help with? I'm working with somebody that's helping me with my webpage. Like, I know I need it to work. I know (laughs) I want people to be able to find me. Believe me, I don't know what she's doing, but it's working. I know I could probably Google the crap out of how to do all that, but that's not where my time is best spent. Mm -hmm. I mean, I know I can create beautiful images for social media. I don't want to. (laughs) Don't like it. I, I don't like it. Words are hard, you know? So I outsource it and, you know, it's just kind of things in my business. And when I first started, you know, I had time, you know, okay, got a market posting on social media, all that fun stuff. And I went radio silent. So this was after I was like starting my second year of business. I had somebody come up to me and they're, well, what are you doing now? And I was like, oh, I've got my business. They're like, oh, you still have your business? And I'm like, yeah, why, why do you ask that? well, we haven't seen anything on social media about your business that we just kind of, you know, kind of assumed that you (laughs) had a job somewhere. And it, you know, it's one of those things, like, I'm so glad the person said that because how many Mm -hmm. other people were thinking that? Well, in reality is that I have added so many clients and my to-do list was my clients. That at the bottom of my to-do list was, put a social media post that got pushed for four months, five months that I really kind of sat back and thought how many other people think that, Mm. that that's when I took a look and it was like, okay, it's time for me to outsource that aspect Mm. of my business. One thing I love that I noticed you've brought up multiple times, not even intentionally is the number of times that you have, been really in tune with what you need and then Mm -hmm. invested in yourself appropriately. Correct. Whether it was going to a retreat, hiring a specific type of coach, buying this course, you know, outsourcing the things that you know Mm -hmm. that you're not good at. And I think so often we carry the weight of like, oh, I have to figure this all out by myself. Mm -hmm. And that is, yes, there's a time and a place for, you know, the grit of, you know, being scrappy, but I have seen time and time again, every single time I have outsourced, invested, X, Y, and Z, it has paid off 
a million and a half percent. Okay, maybe that's like bad math, but you know what I mean. I do. You know, what you said was you figure it out yourself. I think as a small business owner, we should kind of know how to figure it out ourselves. Like, okay, I know how to post on Instagram. I know how to create a graphic on Canva. I could update pictures on my website. I can do all that, but that's not where my talent, like, where's my talent? And it's in QuickBooks. It is, you know, managing my clients QuickBooks or it's working with them one-on-one and training them how to do it, but kind of investing in myself. I've worked with coaches. I've been to a retreat. You know, I look at those you things. You were in mastermind. You were in like one of the yeah. first masterminds. Yep. yep. And, you know, those are, you know, everything has a season. Like when I went to that first retreat, it was a huge investment. It was a huge investment for a brand new business that I did not have. Like, okay, this is either going to go really good or really bad. It was amazing. Like, it was one of those things that I think, in addition to really honing in my why and figuring out and then putting myself in a community of like-minded women, that Mm -hmm. it's been several years, but the connections that we still have today that, okay, that worked, you know, whether it be working on a one-on-one coach, whether it be in a mastermind that kind of always kind of, okay, this is what I need right now. And then trying to find something that fits that. So for someone listening that uh, maybe their books are that tangled necklace of a mess, (laughs) what are some uh, very, other than, of course, working with you, finding your course, which I'm going to have you tell us all about here in a second. But what are some like basic things that they could do today or this Mm -hmm. week to start to untangle that mess if they're feeling super overwhelmed? Yeah. So, you know, it's going to kind of be with anything one step at a time, you know, don't go in and be like, I do it all at once, you know, maybe spend 15 minutes. Or if you're sitting here and you're like, I have done nothing for 2023 yet. Maybe say in your mind, okay, I'm going to do January. Then go get January conquered, then move to February. It's like with anything, you don't go and try and do it all at once. You can. How many people are sitting there and it's like, I'll do it. They do it three. They start a week before their tax appointment and it's a mess. Like the anxiety's up there. I don't remember what I did yesterday, let alone where I spent this money on at Farm and Fleet or a little bit at a time and then kind of, you know, getting yourself caught up. How often should you be doing your books? I think it really depends on your business. If you're a product-based business, you probably need to be in there at least every day. Tangible things, reconciling your bank account. I know a lot of people don't do that, but I've seen nightmares come from people that haven't overbooking income, overbooking expenses. I was just going through a bank account and there was one week that the sink didn't work. So one week of transactions just didn't come into QuickBooks. Oh no. And you know, it's one of those things like if you never reconciled, you would have never known that from the 7th through the 12th, none of your transactions came in. And I don't know why they didn't bite-sized nuggets, bite-sized pieces, keeping your receipts, whether it's electronically or in a file cabinet, in a way that works for you. Because what I call something, it may be a little bit different than what you call something. 
neither is wrong. It's kind of like the farm names. My dad calls it this. My brother calls it this. And I don't know where either are. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah. So tell us, I know you are very much in the stages of putting the course Mm -hmm. out into the world, Mm -hmm. putting it all together. But where can we find out more information and keep in touch with what you've got going on so that we can be the first to know when the course is live and ready? Yeah, absolutely. First place to go to my website and is marytfaber.com. We're working on a section on the website for just the course. I saw a preview um, the other night and it looked awesome. So we're working on getting that live. While you're there, you can sign up for my newsletter. But the newsletter, I'm really trying to kind of build that community. But that is in each newsletter, there'll be a little section on the course. So that's going to be the easiest way to kind of stay up to date. Also in the newsletter, I'm throwing in some like QuickBook tips. That way, if people have questions, I've been answering them in the newsletter. So kind of some tangible tips. Now the course is not QuickBooks specific. So if you're using another accounting software, it would be applicable, but head there. On social, Instagram is where you can find me, Mary T. Faber there. And sometimes I'm more active than others. It just kind of depends. (laughs) But I'm there. I'm there. You know what? Same. There would be some weeks that I'm like, I got so much creativity. I got good content coming out. And there's some weeks that I'm like, do I even have a brain cell in my head? Mm -hmm. I think that's life. But I think that's also giving ourselves permission to run our businesses and lives in the ways that feels good and let go of that extra stress and pressure of what we should be doing. Yeah. I mean, I, you can't deny that. Yeah. If we were posting 10 times a day on every social media platform that existed ever, of course there would be some sort of positive result on it. But at the same time, like, is that how you want to be spending your day? No, you're crunching numbers so that no one else has to. So yeah, absolutely. So kind of the idea is that there'll be a beta launch for the course. I'm thinking late October and then um, launching again the first of the year when bookkeeping and tax time is kind of front and center in everybody's mind so that this could be a resource out there or maybe somebody's new, you know, you're brand new to bookkeeping, you know, maybe you, for Christmas, you got the gift of, of the bookkeeping responsibility. You know, maybe that's a gift you've always dreamed of, or you got the short straw. Let's be honest. You got the short straw and maybe your new year's resolution is to work on your books a lot of people have that goal the first of the year that, you know, this course would be a great foundation for your bookkeeping knowledge and to kind of help you get started off on the right track. Very, very cool. Well, Mary, what does personal growth mean to you in this season? Struggles, working through the struggles as a type of person that I love comfortable. I love plan that they're okay. You know, I took a summer where I didn't bring on any new clients, you know, to focus on my why. That now coming into this season, the fall season, the kids are back to school. Do I want to bring on more clients? Mm -hmm. Probably. Let's be really honest. I'm a small business owner. I'm a dairy farmer's daughter. I like to work. (laughs) I work a lot. (laughs) Sometimes too much, you know, but what does that growth mean and what does it feel like? That some days it's easy, some days it's not. (laughs) And to give myself grace, like if things aren't going well, maybe the numbers aren't balancing, 
to walk away and to walk away from that, to go do a reset. Maybe that's a nap. Maybe that's watching HGTV, you know, go upstairs, go work with the cattle to kind of get that, but then to come back and, and, you know, just a tangible tip for your bookkeeping. If it's not working right now, walk away. There's nothing worse than trying to put a square peg into a round hole. It's not going to mm-hmm. ha- ever happen. That There'll be times where I know this should take me like two minutes and it's taking me longer. Switch gears. We were talking as we were getting on, we were having some mic issues. And I'm like, I'm just convinced that everything can be solved as we did in the 90s with the Nintendo 64 is by turning it off and turning back on again. Take it out, blow on it, and then plug it back in. (laughs) But like you said, there's so much value in finding Mm -hmm. people who Mm -hmm. may be doing very different things than you are doing, Mm -hmm. but understand that that struggle and the wins and the good things and the blessings and the hard things and everything in between. And you have for sure been one of those people for me. And it's all because we said yes to Mm -hmm. flying to Colorado when we had no businesses and no game plan. So, you know, if you are, if you're listening to this conversation and Mary has inspired you, registration is still open for the Ascend Retreat. You don't have to have a game plan and you don't have to know exactly what you're going to get out of it. But there's a lot to be said for recognizing what you need in the moment and having faith Mm -hmm. that it's going to get you to where you want to go. So I just appreciate you so much. If you feel it, I mean, honestly, it kind of goes back to if it feels right, it's probably meant to be and see where it happens. You know, kind of going back to, well, what what are you going to do if this fails? (laughs) Well, (laughs) but I'm going to ask you, what are you going to do if this, it works? Like, what are you going to do then? Which is a whole nother fear in itself. And it's something I wasn't even aware of until I started doing the work that I'm doing now is like, we are just as afraid of success Mm -hmm. as failure because it's like, oh my gosh, well, what if this works out? And then what if I can't handle it? Or what are people Mm going to think? Or what if my life gets turned upside down? And then all of a sudden I can't do all these things that I like that Mm -hmm. fear, the fear of the good unknown Mm -hmm. can be equally as paralyzing as the fear of the bad unknown. Mm -hmm. And that's a whole, that's a whole nother podcast conversation. I was there. My business is going so well. Like I don't, there's not enough hours in the day. What do I do? And, you know, kind of, again, I took a step back and what, what do I like doing? Where's the negative energy going during my day? Can I remove that? Can I modify that? Who are my ideal client? Really kind of sitting down and focusing on, you know, who do I enjoy talking to? You know, what those type of conversations. And then, you know, in days where things just don't work out well, you know what? Slap on some lip gloss and get in your colors and move on, right? Tomorrow's a new day. Absolutely. And that's such a blessing we have as entrepreneurs, but I think that we don't realize how much we have that gift as people in general. It's like you are always allowed to inventory how you are spending your time, your energy, your money, your focus, and you are allowed to pivot and make change accordingly. There actually isn't many things you really have to do. So being willing to pivot and ask is like half the battle. Well, we could talk for literal hours. We will. Yeah, we have. And we haven't talked for a while, but. I know. I know. Thank you so much for being here. I know that someone will be encouraged and inspired by your story. And 
hopefully come and check out your bookkeeping course because it's going to be awesome. (laughs) All right. We'll talk soon. Thanks, Mary. Thank you. (laughs) Have I told you today how much I appreciate you? I'd like to imagine this was a meaningful backyard patio kind of chat between friends sipping LaCroix at sunset. If you enjoyed today's show, please take a screenshot to share or forward this episode to a friend. You can also find me at Emily Rushel over on social to continue the conversation. It's truly a joy to hear what tidbits and takeaways made an impact on your day. As always, all links and resources mentioned in today's episode can be found in the show notes listed below or over at emilyrushell.com. Special thanks to my podcast manager, Jill Carr, for the time and love she puts into producing gathering growth for this community. What a blessing it is to be on this personal growth journey together. Forever grateful for you.